You're listening to the Stronger Marching Podcast. Hey guys, it's Jonathan. Thanks so much for tuning into the Stronger Marching Podcast. I'm so glad you found the podcast and hope that it's one of the most encouraging parts of your week. Hey, I did just want to give you a short disclaimer about this episode. While I was editing the episode, I realized that there were some complications with the audio in just a couple of sections where you'll hear some buzzing and interference in the background of the audio. I shifted my studio space around this week, and with that has come a couple of complications. I I thought about re-recording the episode, but there's just so much good content here that I don't think a reproduced episode would hit all of the great points this episode did. So I appreciate your grace during this episode, and uh, as I make sure to get this fixed before next week. So once again, it's such an incredible honor to have you here. Let's jump right into the episode. What's up, guys? My name is Jonathan. I am a composer, arranger, and a marching arts designer based out of Nashville, Tennessee. And this is the Stronger Marching Podcast, where we talk about all things marching music education. And that's exactly how we look at it around here. We view marching band, we view the pageantry arts, we view um, all of the marching arts activity as an investment into music education, as a music education tool, that music education changes lives, that it is something that truly changes students' lives. Man, I can't tell you just the number of experiences I've had with students, and they just latch so strongly into that music education program, their band, their choir, their orchestra, their show choir, um, you know, whatever it is, they, uh, students, man, there's a lot of important things in education, but music education is sure one of those. It just pours into students uh, in a way that so many things uh, don't have the ability to. Man, music education is just so awesome. I will forever be indebted to music education. Product of public school music education right here, Jonathan Martin. So, so glad that you've stopped by and that you are listening to this episode of the Stronger Marching Podcast. This is still a relatively new show that is taking form. And if you have ideas or suggestions of what you want on the podcast, please send me an email at info at jonathanmartinmusic.com. I would love to hear from you, first of all, and just know that this podcast is helping you and that it's reached you in whatever corner of the United States or maybe even the world that you're in. Would just love to say hey, and also hear what might be able to serve you and your students and your staff better. Um, would love to just know what, what it is that you're, you know, dealing with day in and day out in the classroom that um, that you know the world needs to hear about in in marching marching arts land. So so today <clears throat> it is always always my desire to resource bands and band directors and ensembles of all sizes and experience levels and needs. And one of those things, uh, I'll I'll tell you a little story about myself. So I, uh, well, I'll finish the thought first and then I'll tell you a little story about myself, right? Like I'm, I'm trying to do that thing where I don't interrupt myself with another thought before I finish the sentence. Anyway. Uh, so today we're going to talk about parades, pom-poms and pedagogy. The title of the episode, parade, pom-poms and pedagogy. Oh my Lord. Now, If you're one of those people and you know who you are and you're like, oh, Lord of mercy, and you're about to turn the episode, don't turn it off quite yet. I've got lots of great things coming at you, but I got to tell you a story first. I got to tell you a story first. So uh, growing up in a rural rural Missouri school, um, man, I was uh, in a small school. 
I graduated with 32 people in my high school class. That was my graduating class. Um, I have met some people with smaller graduating classes than that, but most of them were from private schools. So uh, very few people that uh, <laughs> that uh, as I, I've went through my professional life, they're like, wow, that's a pretty small class. It was. And I think the largest my high school band ever was, was uh, maybe 40, 42, 45 people. Uh, that was a, a pretty large year. I'm, my high school band was always around 30 to 40 students. It was always a challenge, but I would not trade it for the world. It was it was uh, the thing that made me into the musician, the music educator, the designer, the creative that I am today. And man, uh, I, you know, it's, it's so interesting to look back at how all of those experiences shape us as students and how they shape us as educators. And I don't know what your experience was. Maybe, you know, in high school, you had a great marching band and maybe you had a great band program. Um, and, you know, maybe maybe that's what propelled you to where you are today. But I know that one of the things that propelled me to be a marching arts designer was I always wanted to do the cool field shows. I always wanted to, you know, be in a show or to design one. And that that really is where that desire came from was, um, you know, I always wanted to be in one. And I thought, well, if I can't be in one, I'll design one. And that's kind of what propelled me into just doing the marching arts designing thing. And here we are, I mean, 10 years later um, from, you know, being a freshman in high school band has been it's been almost 10 years. Wow, it's crazy to think about that. But anyway, and so um, so my, a lot of my formative experience in band is in parade band, which is really interesting because, you know, I would talk to my colleagues, um, even in high school, I'd talk to friends that were in large bands and their band directors hated parades. Like they just absolutely despised parades because, you know, marching band is, is, uh, it's a show, it's a show on a field and, you know, it's, it's, you know, real music, you know, whatever that means, like air quotes around real music. And, uh, you know, maybe that, maybe, maybe you're listening and that is your opinion. And maybe I can actually, um, persuade you that there is, um, some educational benefit to parades and community events and activities for your students through parade bands. So that's what our whole, um, episode today is about, is about really the educational experience that comes from uh, marching band if you're not at a school that does field marching because man um, I, I definitely feel like there is this kind of divide where you know we, we can talk about um, the important of music the importance of music education and how important it is to uh, you know really involve students and uh, if we turn around and say oh well this is just a this is just a parade this is what we got to do to get by that really kind of turns everything on its head everything we do for our students has to be rooted in music education there's just not there's just not enough time to do all of the millions of things that we have to do if the real root of what we're trying to do is not teach students and make them better musicians and you know even if it is just like oh let's spend a couple days learning to parade too. No, it's got to be rooted in music education. We've got to be uh, rooted foundationally in serving students. And so whether that is uh, thrust upon you by force, because you, you know, maybe you don't have a football team. You might, my, my high school, we were so small, we didn't have a football team. There wasn't a Friday night lights for a band to perform at. So we did, we did parade marching, you know, so maybe that's, um, maybe that is thrust upon you by force, or maybe you are, you know, just doing again, like a community parade. Uh, let me encourage you with this episode that there are just so many meaningful experiences experiences to come out of parade band. And uh, while I am also a huge advocate for uh, field marching and like marching band, as you might think of it, whenever I say the word marching band, obviously, um, I think there are definitely some really great benefits to parade marching for um, all bands. 
and especially small bands. We'll talk about the advantages to parade marching for small bands here as well. So um, yeah, I'm just such an advocate that parade marching is still meaningful for students. Um, when I was a student, it was it was all we knew. I mean, honestly, like it really was um, the experience that I knew as marching band. We would go every fall. There was um, uh, the state school that was sort of uh, the public university that was sort of near our high school. Um, we would actually go march in their homecoming parade every year. And it was really just the the highlight of our marching band season. It was always at the end of October. Um, it was, you know, fall. It was the quintessential marching band Saturday, right? And we, um, we would go and watch their band perform. They would do, uh, we would actually go to their homecoming football game. We would watch their band perform. But before that, we would actually, our band and a whole bunch of other bands in the area um, would march in this parade. And they were all bands that didn't, uh, I, from what I can remember, I don't think any of them did, um, you know, field shows. They just did parades. And so that, um, that piece was always our, that, that, um, parade and that contest was always kind of our culminating contest because it was it was at the state university the public university and so it was well evaluated and adjudicated and we always uh, were working we worked really hard throughout our season for that experience and you know what that really was meaningful because so much of what um, I learned as a student was in pursuit of excellence in competition. As I got into college, I don't know if any of you have heard of the Clifton Strengths Finder uh, test, but uh, I went to a, uh, a university where we were a strength school. And so every freshman on campus as a part of one of their freshman seminar classes and as a part of mine, we took our Strengths Finder test. And so we got our top five strengths and everybody on campus, it was a little bit odd. You know, you'd walk up to somebody like, what are your top five strengths? You're like, well, I don't know. I'm a pretty, no, it's like, you knew your top five strengths. And what's funny is looking back is um, out of all of my strengths, there, there if you're interested in it, you should go look at it. The Clifton Strengths Finder exam, uh, test. It's it's like a personality test, but it's it's very interesting. There's 36 top strengths, but my top five. You don't get to know what's out of your top five. You just get to know the five. But one of them was competition. And I look back, and um, you know, I I don't consider myself um, competitive in a negative way or competitive in like a you know I'm going to um, you know be unruly towards other people in order to get my way. No, but rather competition to motivate me to be my best self and to motivate me to help others and to motivate students. And so I'm a real um, proponent of that when it's healthy and when it's done well and when it's rooted again in education and benefit for students. And so, um, so yeah, it was just, it was such a meaningful experience for me. I want to give you some suggestions. Maybe you're a band director who is, um, you know, in a school where, uh, you're, you're really don't have a, a necessity or a need or even an opportunity to do a big old field show, you know, and maybe you really do want to involve your students in a marching educational experience and you're just not sure about how how to do that or how a parade really fulfills that educational piece, that educational um you know, not requirement, but like educational uh, moment and part of what we do as educators. Because again, you know, it's, I mean, even for a parade, it's a lot of time. If you're not, uh, if you're not doing, you know, a field show, that's still a lot of time. You got to learn the music. You you still got to learn how to march. You got to put kids in uniforms. You got to measure them. You got to make sure, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of trip information, you know, all of the pieces, you know, we all know that it's a lot of work. But I'm here to suggest to you that it's worth it and that it's meaningful. So here are some meaningful ways to make a parade experience, a parade marching experience, meaningful for students. So here's a few ways to really invigorate your parade marching program. And this is specifically for um for groups that are doing this 
as their primary source of marching experience. And I will uh, get to some other suggestions for those of you who maybe you're a field marching group and you know we all do those community events, right? We're all going to Christmas parades or whatever it is. But these are strategically for um, those groups that are you know using that parade experience as their marching music educational experience for their students. That's your primary experience uh, that your students are gonna get out of marching band. So here's some of my suggestions. Number one, choose meaningful music. Now that's a pretty open term because you get to choose what the what the word meaningful means, right? I, I think there's a lot of different uh, benefits that can come out of this. I, I kind of joked at the beginning of the episode, you know, when people are like, oh, we're gonna play, you know, quote unquote, real music. Well, what do you deem as real music? What's appropriate for your students? You know, it, honestly, if, if it's music that gets students excited about playing their instrument and it's music that gets students excited about their band and they're happy playing it, um, you know, who's to say that's not real music, you know, just because it's not Gustav Holst or just because it's not Beethoven, you know, all of these, these, you know, godfathers of musical, um, of, of the musical faith, you know, basically, you know, uh, who's to say that it's not a meaningful experience just because you chose a pop song. However, I do want to encourage you, uh, especially if this is your marching band season, this is your experience that you're going to spend, you know, a couple of months really working towards. I want to encourage you find something that all of your students are going to find achievable, but entertaining and challenging to some extent. So, you know, if you're going to choose a pop chart, be sure that that pop chart is well written for all instruments, not just with a really terrible bass line and, you know, your trumpets get the feature the whole time. You know, it's really important that every student feels seen and valued and, uh, and you know, your strengths and you know your weaknesses, so choose to those as well, but find meaningful music that allows you to really set your students up for success. Um, there was one year, again, in, in my high school band experience where, um, actually, I would say multiple years, there was just, we had some really great musical literature that we were able to play in a parade setting and uh, there was one year in particular, though, where the students just latched so strongly onto the literature. They just loved it so much. And um, it was, I mean, it was it was just an experience like no other. I've never experienced so many students that were just so passionate about um the literature and what they were doing that it, it really truly made all the difference. Um, I mean, I just, it, it was just, it was just amazing. It was awesome. So, so yeah, choose meaningful music, think about it and uh, listen to a lot of stuff. There's so much stuff out there, guys, you know, there's, um, and also there's a lot of not great stuff out there, you know, so, so listen to a lot and eliminate what it is that you don't love. And, uh, keep in mind, your kids are going to have to play it about, 10, 15 times, you know, if you're, if you're, if you're parade marching, you're going to, your kids are going to have to play it 10, 15 times, depending on how long that parade is. So don't pick something with a screaming high trumpet part. If you've only got two or three trumpets and none of them are super strong, you know, like keep the, keep those things in mind. Um, you know, your kids chops are, are a, a limiting factor and uh, a limiting factor in an appropriate way, you know? So, so keep things like that in mind where, um, you know, it might be a great, uh, a great tune for pet band, but if, if they can't play it 10 times in a row, it, and it sounds just as good on time number 10, uh, you may consider that, you know, just a, just a thought. So uh, idea number two, another way to make parade marching a meaningful experience for students. So look for ways to ignite 
uh, I'm sorry, look for ways to unite the experience into something more than just a parade tune. So, you know, how can you unite all of the pieces that we talk about, even in a, in a field show? How can you look for ways to unite your guard and your band and your drum major and your drum line? And how can you make all of these pieces into something that's meaningful for more than just stand in a block and march down the street? If this is something that you're really pouring your time into to pour into students as a piece of your music education curriculum, you know, why not take the time and really think about, okay, if we're doing, you know, say we're playing uh, a movie theme or, you know, like a, I'll just pull something out of the hat here. Like say we're playing the Avengers theme. Well, why don't you, you know, could you weave the guard into your parade block? Could you give the guard big props like uh, like a Captain America shield or something? And could you have something happen? You know, like it, w- we've kind of got ourselves all boxed into thinking this is the way things have to happen. But in reality, there's such an open universe of ideas and you could be as creative as you want to be. And, you know, it it would, uh, I, I remember adding, you know, visuals to our parade blocks and we would, we would march down the street and then we would do, we would shift and do like basically a block drill in our, in our, um, parade block. Like everybody would shift over and, uh, the lines would move. And it, it was just really cool how, uh, we would look to incorporate those special show elements, like, like horn, um, you know, horn flashes and, um, you know, just, just pieces that were more than just marching down the street and playing a tune, which there's nothing wrong with just marching down the street and playing a tune. If that's, you know, if that's a meaningful experience to your students, but I'm telling you, there are a lot of other options. So just keep that in mind as you're, you know, as you're thinking through the music and as you're thinking through the whole experience, look for ways to unite that experience between all of your students and make it into a a true you know, musical experience. And, uh, and number three, look for ways to add visuals that are appealing, that look good and that engage students and that are easy guys. Horn flashes are easy as long they're, they're simple. We, we, you know, we all know nothing's, nothing's necessarily easy when you're, uh, when you're adding it, you know, on the move and when you're doing 5 million other things, but things that are simple, that your students can latch onto and do time and time and time and again and do it right every single time. You know, you don't have to add, um, trust me, I learned the hard way, you don't have to add a chasse, you don't have to add the ballet step, you can literally just add simple movements that are consistent, they look good, and uh, again, you know, your students are going to love that stuff, right? It engages them in just such a such a great a great way. And um, you know, number four, my suggestion would be consider out of the box formations or parade blocks. So I had this really um, awesome experience. Um, uh, let's see, it's probably been four or five years ago now. Actually, it's been more than that. Um, I don't know, five, six years ago now, probably, that I visited um, Disneyland Resort in Anaheim, California, and I had been to the Orlando counterpart, the Disney World Resort, several times. But at Disneyland, they have uh, something that Disney World does not have. Disneyland has the Disneyland Band. And let me tell you, the Disneyland Band is kicking. Um, I don't know if it's still there uh, post-COVID or not. I've not I've not been back. So if uh, if you're listening, you're like, yeah, that doesn't exist anymore. I'm sorry. But I will tell you, the Disneyland Band was awesome, guys. Uh, they um, When I was there, this again, it was pre-COVID. Uh, but when I was there, the Disneyland Band was made up of, um, let's think here, I think about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, like 
14, 15 people. Uh, and, and granted, we're talking, you know, 14, 15 professionals that auditioned, you know, uh, out of probably hundreds of people to get their spots. But it was uh, such a small group. And essentially what it was, it was uh, it was a marching jazz band. It was, um, you know, I think five saxophones, uh, four trombones and four trumpets, maybe five of each. I really don't remember the exact numbers. And then um, and then a snare drum, a tenor, tenor toms and a bass drum. And the snare drum had a little... Um, symbol mounted on it and uh, I'm telling you guys it was like 15 15 to 18 people and they marched in this little block of uh, like four by four or five by five whatever it was and it was so engaging because they were playing first of all the music sounded awesome right because it was Disney tunes and you're you're on Main Street USA in the place where it all started in Disneyland California and uh, man it was just so engaging because the music was awesome and uh, and then this this little group of about 15 people would stop and do uh, they would make like different shapes and they would march forward and then they would stop and go to a different shape and play a 16 bar phrase in that shape and then they'd move around and so you know if if you uh if things like that inspire you integrate them in a new way you know um the the interesting thing about parades is that you really do have such an open canvas because you're on a you're on a street and now granted you know the the thing that makes that a little bit challenging is um, whereas a football field, every football field is the same size. You can, you know, you can pre-plan. Depending on, you know, what street you're on, you could have a street that's really wide or a street that's narrow. And so I understand that all of those pieces are d- determining factors. But you know, what better way to train your students to be actual, you know, uh, engaged, engaging performers than by telling them and giving them permission to actually perform and say, "Hey guys, you know, here's what we're gonna do. And if something changes and something gets in our way, we're gonna we're gonna uh, adapt." on the fly, but we're going to be so good at what we're doing and we're going to be so intentional about what we're doing and about serving audience members uh, because, right, it's all about serving. It's all about that pouring into somebody else, right? As a band director, it's my job to, as a designer, it's my job to pour into band directors. As a band director, it's my job to pour into my students and students, it's their job to pour into a performance to make a meaningful, lasting performance for an audience member. And so I think that's so important because when you get excited about something, then your students gather that energy energy is transferable and uh and they just grasp on and latch on and are able to really i don't know do with that i think such a new thing in new ways and uh man it's just so exciting if you have not seen the disneyland band you should look it up on youtube it's uh it's a whole experience and a time and last but certainly not least we're always bringing it back to how do we serve students and how are we allowing them to shine and be really outstanding performers. And so my last suggestion is simply just play to the strengths of your students. You know, you are, as a band director, you're always thinking about, you know, what type of instrumentation am I working with next year and what type of, what are my strengths and strong sections? What are maybe my not so strong sections? But also think about, you know, interesting talents. Do you have a kid that can do a backflip? Do you have a kid that, you know, can twirl a baton? Do you have like, like, do you have really outstanding giftings and talents that might be outside of the traditional? Um, you know, marching or music aspect, because you could still integrate those in a new and fun way. You know, I I talk to my uh, field show clients about that all the time. 
Uh, and we, we talk about ways that we can integrate, you know, uh, students' abilities. And, you know, if, if somebody's really strong at tumbling, hey, let's find a way to let them, you know, if they can, if they feel comfortable flipping off a 10 foot object, like let's put them on 10 feet on 10 feet and have them flip. Like, let's do it. You know, it's so cool. So, you know, always thinking about those things. And how do you find out about those things? Well, you got to know your students. You got to have relationship with your students. So that way they feel comfortable telling you, you know, and uh, just, you know, always be thinking, um, not thinking to um, exploit students by any any means, but just thinking to serve them and saying, you know, uh, here's a way that this student that is really strong at this particular thing could do something that's extra special and just really shines and giving them that opportunity to be the special performer that you know that they can be and having faith in them and man, just seeing how far they will take it. Because when you show that you have faith and trust a student and uh, have faith in a student performer, man, they will, they will just go they, they will move mountains for you. Uh, man, it's happened time and time again for me, man, as a student, just being so um, incredibly honored that s- teachers would trust me and would, you know, pour into me and give me opportunities. And that's all we can ask of our students, right? And that's all we can ask of ourselves. So anyway, I hope that this has given you some good feedback and some good ideas about maybe how you could integrate um, more education and more experience into your parade marching experience, your parade marching uh, season as a larger part of your band season, as a larger part of your band year, as a larger part of music education in your school. Because again, Man, around here, we believe that marching band, that marching music education is an integral part to music education, to the overall music education curriculum happening at your school. So man, if there's ever anything I can do for you, just like I said at the beginning of the episode, please reach out to me directly. I would love to hear from you. You can reach out to me on Instagram at Jonathan underscore Martin underscore music. You can also find me on TikTok now. Man, I'm you know trying to do all the things, right? You can find me on TikTok at Jonathan underscore Martin underscore music. And of course, you can always find me online at JonathanMartinMusic.com. Hey, if you're a band director or a marching arts designer and you're looking to get more into the design aspect of marching band, I am getting ready to release an amazing resource. It's a marching arrangers master course. And uh, if you're interested, it's it's a uh, man, it's just an amazing resource that goes in depth on orchestrating and designing and creating. It is one of the best resources I've ever put together. I truly believe that. And if that's something that you're interested in, make sure you head over to jonathanmartinmusic.com. And you can uh, take a look at it there. There's lots of great free resources. And uh, man, just go take a look at the website, jonathanmartinmusic.com backslash podcast. I'll get you all the info you need to know and all the resources that were mentioned in this episode. All right. Once again, this has been the Stronger Marching Podcast. I'm Jonathan. We'll see you next time. Bullet.